Hi, I'm Johnny Reinhardt. And I'm Megan Francis. And you're listening to the Meet the Makers podcast. In this show, we talk to the masters who create beer, wine, and spirits in Southwest Michigan to hear what inspires their craft. It's all part of the Makers Trail. You can learn all about the makers that are part of the Makers Trail at makerstrail.org and plan your route with the map available right at their website, makerstrail.org. And now it's time to Meet the Makers. Bill Schaff is joining me for the Meet the Makers podcast here for the Southwest Michigan Tourist Council, and uh, happy to have you on the show, and uh, happy to have you here, and thank you so much for opening your doors here at the uh, beautiful Dublon Winery here in uh, beautiful, is it Berrien Springs, Baroda Township area? That's Baroda. Baroda Township. Okay. This is a wonderful. So uh, you guys have been around since, uh, what, 2009? 2009, that's right. So how did this all get started for you guys? Well, it started as a uh, an interest in agriculture mm-hmm. and in uh, growing fine wine grapes. Um, and as these things go, you know, once you once you get into it, uh, one thing leads to another. And right. uh, by about 2011, I decided the best thing to do for my fine wine grapes would be to build a winery, which led us to building the first one underground that you right. saw and uh we kept planting and we outgrew that in a couple of years and then built this facility uh which is a much larger production facility and a tasting room and uh opened the tasting room in uh, may of 2015 wow yeah this is an absolutely beautiful place the tasting room is absolutely wonderful but just driving up here and seeing the the beautiful rolling hills of the vineyard uh, it's just absolutely beautiful. Almost like you get transplanted to like a Napa Valley area, and but this area is is much similar to that area as far as when it comes to uh, a good area to grow grapes, right? Well, M- Michigan grapes, I think, is a, a great secret. It's uh, the climate here, about five miles from the lake, uh, on top of these rolling hills, you know, combined with the uh, the richness and diversity of the soil. I, really makes it possible for us to make world grow world-class grapes in order to make world-class wine. That is wonderful. Yeah, it's just absolutely beautiful here. How many acres of of grapes do you have? Let's see. We have uh in in this vineyard on Shawnee Road, we have uh 27 acres planted. In total acreage here we have about 49 acres. Uh and then over about a quarter mile away on Singer Lake Road, we have total 18 acres of which right now we have 9 acres planted with the 2016 planting. So you started in 2009. Um, I'll say you're, you're a little bit older, um, but um, how did I'm this? Older than you. <laughs> yeah, you're older. You're older than me. Um, so what's your story? What? How did uh, you decide that? Hey, I think it's time I open a winery. Uh, you know, it's funny because I've done diverse things in my career. I've spent a long time being a uh, Running a law firm and being a trial lawyer, trying lawsuits for corporations, to juries. Then I got into the film business, uh, both distributing films uh, we we require around the world and bring in the United States. And I have a a very large cinema in Chicago, so to exhibit films. And they seem diverse, but at the end of the day, all all three of those are pretty much about the story. Right. You know, when you when you try a lawsuit to a jury, you you get you try to get as close as you can to the facts and, and weave it into a story that they understand and is persuasive. 
film is all about the story. It's mm-hmm. what the it's what the audience uh, enjoys and finds interesting. And wine, at the end of the day, is about people knowing where the grapes grow, who made the wine, how they you know what what processes were used, uh, who owns the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it connects them to the to the wine rather than just something they buy off a supermarket shelf and they don't know anything about. Yeah, it's exactly uh, why one we started this podcast. And while you know there are so many wineries, especially just in this area alone. I mean, I I look on the uh, Maker's Trail map for just wineries alone, and then just there's this cluster, especially in this Baroda Township area of all these different wineries. And like you said. It's because this area is a great place to grow fruit. Well, it's this, it's this moraine here. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the hills created from, uh, from the glaciers are critical to growing grapefruit and great wine grapes. And you have a, an aerial map of this place, and you guys have uh, how many different varieties of, of grapes? There's so many of them. <laughs> we have 15. 15 different varieties right. of grapes. Wow. And you guys have uh, a beautiful tasting room, a uh, nice, cozy fire that we're sitting next to. Um, but the thing i got to ask you is the name is a, a big thing when it comes to a winery. Where did the name Dablon come from for you? Well, our, our initial name, we, we actually named it after the geological formation, uh, Moraine. Okay. Uh, that's just when we were growing grapes. But by the time our, our first vintage was aged and ready to release to the public in the end of 2014, early 15, um, Sort of anecdotal research revealed that maybe nine out of ten people didn't know what a moraine was, mm-hmm. which made the the name not so useful. Uh, so we we set about to find a new name, and uh, we were looking for a name that would tie basically Michigan to France, because right. virtually all of our varietals are French varietals. Uh, uh, Riesling, of course, is German, and. Uh, I was born in Michigan, spent my first 10 years here, mm-hmm. and uh, I remembered from school that Michigan back in the 1600s was a uh, French colony. It was part of the Quebec, the right. new, yeah. new France that stretched all the way from Quebec to here. And the first real explorers of Michigan were were the Jesuits. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, All of us know Marquette, Père Marquette, right. and it, it, that name's really not available. It's, it's much used. But his superior, who came before Marquette, was Claude de Bon. Okay, and Claude de Mont was a you know an explorer, a Jesuit priest, uh, like many of those priests, a winemaker. He was making wines from the the local grapes, and uh, and we liked the name, and it was available. That is wonderful, yeah. And you took me through uh, the winemaking rooms, and uh, even toured the vineyards and, and the barrel rooms and things. Um, and it's it's like something out of uh, you know Mad Scientist kind of thing, where there's. <laughs> There's just so many uh, experimentation things going on and just these giant tanks, and they're absolutely beautiful. And you guys are making so many different wines. Uh, what makes you guys uh, very unique uh, as opposed to some of the other wineries in the area? Well, I, I mean, I, I've observed the other wineries right. in the area, and I think the main thing is the vineyards. Is, is a, as I've said before, um, you make wine in the vineyards. You you cannot make wonderful wine out of ordinary grapes. Mm-hmm. You you have to make the best, grow the best possible grapes, and and plant these vines in a way that they will grow the best grapes mm-hmm. and 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 care for them. And that's essentially what we do. And we we our spacing of the vines is pretty much the same as you'll see in uh, in in uh, Burgundy or Bordeaux or even Tuscany. And uh, we take care of them by hand. We trim them down. The our Crop load, as they call it, the number of tons an acre 
that we take out, we try to get down towards three tons an acre. Whereas some of my neighbors would, you know, will we'll be taking six, eight tons an acre out or, or maybe more. Okay. I'm not sure. I, I don't monitor them that closely. Sure. But the result is, is that you're, you're not concentrating that flavor as much as you do when you when you lower the crop load and and it's easier to ripen the grapes at a lower yield to to the right sugar acids and pH balance. That is absolutely wonderful and uh, a lot of science talk. Uh, but you know your process is uh, much different than like I love Lucy and just the stomping of the grapes. <laughs> uh, that that whole process has has gone away and and you are like you've said before these winemakers are. Uh, they're kind of just jack of all trades kind of guys. They they know a little bit of everything. Yeah, they. I mean, they have to be farmers to grow these grapes, mm-hmm. and farmers tend to be, as I've said, chemists. They tend to be biologists and, and and machinists because you have to take care of the extensive equipment that that you need to uh, to grow the grapes and make the wine. So, say somebody walks into the tasting room, maybe maybe a friend that's a uh, a lover of wine brought them in and wanted them to. You know, try wine for the first time. They've never had it before. Where would you start them with, as far as the kind of wine? It it depends on what their tastes are, whether they like sweet or dry wine. Usually people like one or the other. Right. Um, And then less so, but some people like white as opposed to red or red as opposed to white. And so they they sort of guide us that way. Mm -hmm. Um, We're best known for our dry wines. Um, We make... Nice sweet wines too, but uh, uh, we spend our most time time and effort on our dry wines. So those people tend to come here a little bit more, right? Yeah, and you walk into this tasting room, and uh, I gotta say, this is uh, absolutely beautiful. We've got a nice cozy fire, uh, the couches and everything. Uh, why did you come up with a design like this for the tasting room? Well, there's several factors. I mean, we. We're sitting in a tasting room above the production facility mm-hmm. looking out into the vineyards. Uh, that was important to, to situate it so people could see where the grapes are grown, where the wine's made, and really, as I said before, know the story. Exactly. Uh, we often, our winemakers give tours during the week uh, uh, in the better weather uh, mm-hmm. of, of, of the facilities and the, and the vineyards. So we wanted to situate it that way. We wanted a place where people could stand at the tasting bar and taste the, the wines in a comfortable situation. Or similarly, we uh, the reason we have the couches and the tables and the chairs is we want a, a comfortable place for them to enjoy a glass or a bottle of wine. Yeah, sit, uh, and, sit back and relax. And, yeah. and relax and, and, and spend some time. And uh, we, we needed it big enough so we could find space, although on weekends it's, it's sure. still sometimes a problem. We have a patio outside. We'll probably fit maybe 120 people in a gazebo out there for the good weather. Um, so it, it, we wanted to be able to accommodate the, the many people who like to stop by. Yeah, it's an absolutely beautiful place to check out that anybody is that is coming to new to the area, southwest Michigan, or if you already, because uh, this is actually, I've lived here my whole life, and I, this is my first time uh, being here in the tasting room, and I'll definitely be coming back. Um, it's good to hear. It's uh, mainly because uh, when I look at your map, I notice that uh, one of the grapes that varieties that you make is uh, Malbec right. variety, and that is uh, one of my favorite types of wine, a nice, nice dry red wine with a little bit of sweet. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even realize that you could grow Malbec-type grapes here. You can. They're sensitive. I mean, they're, they... they you have to worry more about them in the, in, in, in the polar vortex winters mm-hmm. or, sure. or the... The, the, the late frost in the spring or early frost in the fall, but you know, we have ways of dealing with that, and right. uh, and we've been 
we've been pretty successful so far, and it's a it's an interesting wine to make. What was here in on this property before you purchased it back in two thousand and nine? Um, this property had actually been purchased by a a winemaker, uh, a good winemaker, um, who was also a a uh, auto automobile engineer out of yeah. Detroit, and uh, so. He had his little winery here and uh, and uh, basically a, a vacation home, mm-hmm. and he was going to plant wine grapes, but he never did, and uh, um, you know for personal reasons. And uh, so it was it was there were some grape juice grapes here, there were some apple trees, there were some other fruit trees, there were some soybeans, right. and that was pretty much it. And that soil's still good to kind of uh, bring it into growing a vineyard, right? Oh yeah, soil's terrific. It's a. Uh, uh, we send it out to Michigan State, for instance, for testing, and mm-hmm. it, rarely does it indicate any need of any additional nutrients or anything like that. Now, when I uh, have a nice glass of wine, I usually like to have uh, some food to pair along with it. Right. When somebody comes to the tasting room, do you have food here? We do have. We have, we have packaged foods okay. uh, of different kinds. You know, cheeses, uh, crackers, uh, uh, meats. Mm-hmm. Pickled vegetables, that sure. sort of thing. We're we're thinking about expanding that a little bit. Uh, and we're, we have a kitchen. We mm-hmm. just have to get it licensed. Right now, do you uh, do any collaborations with any sort of restaurants around the yes. area? Yeah, we um, pretty regularly. Um, I mean, we particularly in the good weather in that in that area that we tent downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we we did one collaboration with Tosi's, another with uh, the Copper Rock Restaurant and yeah. the Four Winds Casino, mm-hmm. um, and they, they provide the food. We will pair the wine. We uh, we also do found and forge dinners, which okay. people enjoy because on the on the on the estate here, um, they're literally. And I'm I'm a little over my pay grade here, but <laughs> dozens of uh, of uh, wild growing foods. Yeah. That that our winemakers are uh, will go out and gather, and then the, the 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 chefs love to cook that. Right. And and we'll pair that with wine, and it makes sort of stuff you you wouldn't get anywhere else. That you know? is cool. Yeah, a great unique way to taste Southwest Michigan completely. Sure. It's it's. I mean, we're about local here, right? It's, right. Uh, in the same way that restaurants are about local, and exactly. uh, 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 it's. Local wine and local beer, local foods. Exactly. Uh, uh, people like it. Exactly. Um, and this this area, uh, this wine scene, is a seems to be a very close knit kind of community. Uh, have you done any collaborations with any other like wineries or or say breweries or distilleries? Because I know a lot of them are crossing into the either aging in uh, oak barrels, their beers, or their their distilled stuff. Well, we have there's limits on collaboration because of the of the pretty rigid liquor laws in sure. Michigan, but we certainly cooperate. I mean, they the other wineries around here have been terrific in sending people over here to to try us out because we're a new winery, and and, and there's good reason. And we do the same thing. We we all are trying to improve the reputation of Michigan wine. We we all are trying to give a good experience for people who visit the area, and uh, you know, so we. I think we work together very well. It's, it's you don't think of it as, as competition so much. Right, that's wonderful. Uh, now you have that beautiful patio out back. Or do you do special events throughout the year, out like outside, like live music and things yeah. like that? Yeah, well, we're open. 
we're open 362 days a, a year, yeah. and maybe we'll go to 363. We, we, we wish we'd have been open New Year's Day this year. But uh, uh, in, the, in, the, in the colder months, we have uh, mu- music every Sunday, live music inside. Like Wednesday nights, we, we show films here. Mm-hmm. That, that wall, we have a, a 12 by 8 screen yeah. and then uh, and some custom uh, projection equipment that worked quite well in here. It's actually sort of, it's sort of magical to, because we can turn all the lights off except for a couple over on the north end and then with a fireplace going and to watch a, a film in this area with a glass of wine I, I, is a very nice experience. And I've seen a lot of films, and it's one of the best uh, experiences I've had seeing films. Yeah, I figured since you've you you know you've had experience in the filmmaking industry that you would create some sort of, uh, I guess, multi-purpose space that you could do something yeah. like that. Yeah, no, it's a... Uh, uh, I think people enjoy it. And, and these are films, they're from our library. They're... Um, Sort of art, art house kind of films, yeah. most of them probably foreign language or subtitles, some do- U.S. documentaries that don't, unless they get to the Vickers, the more commercial films will get to the Vickers and Three Oaks, but the rest would not be sh- available in this area. So That is wonderful. Uh, um, I have this uh, delicious wine, uh, Malbec, in front of me, and that is, I've got to tell you, the very first time that I've ever had wine straight out of a barrel, and that's something that you do here in the tasting room. Yeah, this this time of year, we'll do it for like December and January. Yeah, we'll we'll since we we have I'm I'm not sure how many red varieties, but we have plenty out of those fifteen, probably ten of them. Uh, each weekend, we'll bring a different variety up, and and the wines are ready for bottling, and we'll just you know give people a chance to see how they taste right out of the barrel, and then we'll put them in the bottles for and keep them in the cellar for four, five, six months, and then they'll be ready to be released. That's wonderful. I, I got to say, thank you so much for, uh, for letting us come in here to the tasting room. Uh, how can people find you if they're coming here to Southwest Michigan? Well, they could go to our website, dablon, D-A-B-L-O-N.com, and uh, there's directions there. Uh, most people know where we are. Right. Uh, yeah, right here on, uh, on Shawnee Road. I mean, when you're driving down the road, you see Wine Trail, and there's so many different directions you can go, and, and it's just... Uh, You'll definitely notice it when you're, when you're driving up the hill and you see uh, DeBlon Winery. It's just absolutely beautiful. But you're right. I, I probably still a third of the people walking through that door have never been here before. Yeah. So, and some of them are from around here like you. Right. <laughs> we say, I, I, live, I live literally right down the road, and uh, I've, I've driven past it many times, and I'm saying, I need to go there. I need to go there. Now I'm going to bring everybody, all my friends here. <laughs> oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, my fiance, who absolutely loves Malbec, uh, I even sent her a text message a little while ago, and she's, she's very excited. I mean, there was a yes with about 10 S's afterwards <laughs> that she just, yeah, I'm sure she's jumping up and down because, yeah, that's one of her favorite wines. Um, but if anybody likes, you pretty much have uh, wine for any type of palate. I'd say that's true. Yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah, that's absolutely uh, wonderful. You've got to come check this out. Plan your uh, route at the makerstrail.org. Make sure to make a stop at DeBlon Vineyards here in the uh, Berrien Springs, Baroda Township area. Meet the Makers is brought to you by the Makers Trail. You can follow the Makers Trail at makerstrail.org. Taste their art along the trail. Bring home your favorites. And please remember to travel safely.